It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. I appreciate those listeners who have contacted the radio station and expressed your views about the program. I will address your questions and comments as soon as possible. In previous episodes of this program, I have demonstrated that atheism is self-defeating, and it offers no meaning and purpose to life. In addition, I have listed ten clear distinctions between the God of the Bible and the God of Islam. It is impossible to consider these two gods, Yahweh and Allah, as identical. If I can demonstrate that Christianity is true, and the God of the Bible is the only God, then it follows that Allah does not exist in reality. From my list of the top religions in the world, I want to address Hinduism and Buddhism the third and fourth most popular religions behind Christianity and Islam. But rather than dealing with them per se, I will deal with the worldview of pantheism because I believe all sects of Hinduism and at least one sect of Buddhism, namely Zen Buddhism, are pantheistic. If I can show pantheism has characteristics that make it undesirable as a worldview, then all sects of Hinduism and Zen Buddhism inherit those same characteristics and make them undesirable as a religion. So what is pantheism? Pantheism is the view that God is all in all. God pervades all things, contains all things, includes all things, and is found in all things. Nothing exists apart from God, and all things are in some way identified with God. In short, pantheism views the world as God and God as the world. God is everything, and everything is God. Pantheism, one of the seven major worldviews, is nevertheless, for me, unfamiliar territory. And I find much about pantheism to be esoteric. And perhaps you will find it esoteric as well. You know, esoteric means it is understood by or meant for only the select few. In regards to pantheism, I am definitely not one of the few. Nevertheless, I believe the Christian must attempt to explore pantheism to see primarily how to counter it and secondarily what, if anything, 
pantheism offers. You cannot do that if you're totally ignorant of it. We are living in a world of subterfuge, and we have to be astute to refute wrong ideas, or we will be completely overwhelmed. There are seven main types of pantheism, but I will only discuss New Age pantheism. It has the Oscar-winning movie star Shirley MacLaine, who has become a guru of New Age thought, along with Deepak Chopra. Oprah Renfrey and former California Governor Jerry Brown are converts. They, like much of pantheism, deny the reality of evil, saying it is an illusion. Further, New Age pantheism embraces two popular heresies. Number one, the idea that we, not God, are the creators of good, the denial of Genesis 1 in the Bible. In particular, chapter 1, verse 31, where God pronounced his creation as very good. And number two, the idea that God, not we, is the creator of evil, the denial of Genesis 3. The truth that the Bible affirms is that God did not make evil. We humans did. That is the obvious point of Genesis 1 and 3. The stories of God's good creation and humanity's evil fall. My next point is to discuss some beliefs of all types of pantheism. Pantheists claim nothing exists that is not God. They emphasize this assertion with the claim, all is one. All types of pantheism are therefore actually forms of monism, not pluralism. Monism is the philosophy which states that all reality is ultimately one, not many. So the first conclusion about pantheism is that it is monistic worldview. And theism, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, is not monistic because theism believes the transcendent creator, God, is distinct from all that he created. The word pantheism comes from two Greek words, pan, meaning all, and theos, meaning God. So pantheism literally means all is God. The second conclusion is this. All of pantheism's doctrines starts with this all-is-one principle and derives all other pantheistic doctrines from it. Those doctrines are determined by a rationalistic method that allows no evidence to contradict it. The oldest known form of pantheism may be found in the last section of the Vedas, the Hindu scriptures. This final section is called the Upanishads. Because the Upanishads are at the end of the four Vedas, the Upanishads have come to be called Vedanta, meaning end of the or goal of the Vedas. The Upanishads say, quotes, the idea one is the source of all truth. The idea two is the source of all error. 
apparent distinctions between two things, therefore, is an illusion. One or both things are an illusion. In particular, there could be no right and wrong, no good and evil, no cruelty and non-cruelty, no fair and unfair, no justice and injustice, and so on. The distinction between finite and infinite is completely obliterated. I can't begin to fathom how pantheists deal with the concepts of male and female. That's the second conclusion about pantheism. But where does that stance lead? The third conclusion is what it believes about the nature of the pantheistic God. God in pantheism is impersonal and one. Some pantheists say that God is simply above multiplicity, others that he manifests himself in many forms, and still others that he is a force that permeates all things. However, they all agree that God is an it, not a person, a force with no name, and not a father with whom you can have an intimate relationship, to whom you can call him an endearing name like Abba, Father, or Daddy. Pantheists believe that God is in the world, so God is imminent in the world, but not transcendent over it, contrary to what theists believe about God, that God is both imminent and transcendent. Hindus worship over 330 million deities. Chief among them is one supreme being called Brahman. He is seen by many Hindus as a personal, loving God who desires the salvation of all men. However, he is usually described as a supreme, impersonal being, completely above all creation and uninvolved with life on earth, much like the deists believe. Also, this impersonal force is completely different from anything we know, that it is impossible to know anything about the force. By contrast, the God of the Bible is a personal being with whom relationships can be established and the God of the Bible can be known. See, for example, 1 John 1, 3, Romans 8, verses 15 through 17, Jeremiah 9, 23-24, and Philippians 3, verses 7-11. through 11. The fourth conclusion about pantheism is this. There is no logic, no reason, so no rationality. How did they come to that conclusion? Since there is no true and false, their rationalism demands that logic be revoked. Reason, having gotten them this far, must now be jettisoned because of this monistic principle. So reason can tell us nothing about God, nothing about ultimate reality, nothing about distinctions. Reason requires distinctions between concepts, but there are no distinctions in pantheism. Reason is, therefore, rendered useless. So the ship of pantheism 
has wrecked itself on the shore of reason. The fifth conclusion that pantheists make, since all is one, each person is God. I'll not comment on that conclusion. The sixth conclusion is, the view of the universe is contrary to known science. Pantheism teaches that the universe is eternal. The common understanding of science is that the universe is not eternal, having a beginning about 13.7 billion years ago. So pantheism is that it is unscientific. The next conclusion is about how to overcome illusion. Some pantheists, like most Hindus and Mary Baker Eddy, the founder of Christian Science, say that the world does not really exist at all. It is an illusion. In order to overcome the illusion of matter, pain, and evil, they claim we must learn to believe that all is God, including ourselves, and then the illusion will have no grip on us. Wow! We are castaways on the island of illusion, and all we have to do is build a raft made by the belief that all is God, and somehow we get past the reef and escape the island of illusion. By this simple trick of the mind, despite the pantheist claim to the contrary, he or she experiences pain and suffering. They fear boiling water dropped on them, they look both ways before they cross the street. They jump out of the way of an oncoming truck so as not to get hurt. If they have appendicitis, they double up in pain just like the rest of us. They age, their joints wear out, their eyes lose their acuity, and eventually they will die. The illusion of pain hurts just as much as real pain. Could it be the case that the statement evil is an illusion is itself an illusion. Pantheism tells us to build a raft to escape the island of illusion, but the raft crashes on the reef of evil, pain, suffering, and aging. Pantheism has one obvious problem that has no solution. If I am truly God, why am I so stupid, powerless, and sinful? I see why a fool like me would play God, but why would a perfect God play a fool like me? Pantheism is, at the very least, confusing. I have just finished listing eight conclusions about pantheism. Thus, the following eight pantheistic religions inherit those same conclusions. Hinduism, Taoism, Zen Buddhism, New Age Spiritualism, Christian Science, Unity, Scientology, and Theosophy. I've cast a dark cloud of ash over them, and they must change or like Pompeii, they will not survive. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.